be like his biggest role ever. This guy is always the extra, you know. He was yeah, on he played the heavy in this. He was on Criminal Minds. He was on ten episodes of NYPD Blue. He's always in the back room, back of the room. So he must have played one character then, because he, or unless he played ten different characters on NYPD Blue. Hey, I'm just a neighborhood barber. <laughs> yeah, he was in the West Wing. He was in Third Watch, ER, Law and Order, The Pretender, Quantum Leap. He's been everywhere, and we don't know who he is. Barfly shows yeah. up. The Barfly shows up. He's going to do another pussy joke. Ahead, Carl. He's got some material. They're squeezing him. They're squeezing him, trying to get him to just admit that he did it. Nice. And then they even she goes, I know you were sleeping with dude with uh uh, uh the dead guy. Christopher. Well no, remember it it was jealousy over Susan Sarandon. That's what it was. She, he's in love with Susan Sarandon, and when she it was her who Whoopi was hearing sleep with her ex husband when she was in the closet. No, no. Oh. But he is also sleeping with the dude. He was helping gay sex with him. Really? You did? Yes! For this movie, yeah, it changes how the whole promiscuous he is in the beginning, how promiscuous he is in the beginning that he's even doing guys and girls. Stab! When he goes, here's Johnny in the hotel room with Susan Sarandon, you can tell he gets je- jealous when Susan Sarandon goes, yeah, I fucked him that night. Oh, he's, he's jealous. Like, fuck him. I yeah, he was jealous. Because... I'm sorry, Carl. Only did, I just... can... did I tell you about the birds and the birds? Yeah, the birds and the birds. You know, <laughs> this is the, the second time bees. I've seen this movie <laughs> for this show, <laughs> and I didn't catch that. The sixth time? Like, you <laughs> can... Four, five, six. We kept postponing it. We kept postponing it. So I got to see it over and over. Well, welcome oh, to the yeah, club, man. Like One movie. Right there. He was like, oh. Oh, yeah. He was There's one movie not six times. I think he was the bottom. Getaway car <laughs> smushed to prevent him from leaving. Thank you, Bobcat. Now they're in Mere Woods for, like, for oh, some reason. Oh no! Uh, this is so Game no of longer Thrones. <laughs> at this point, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. They took a detour. We went from city block to just the park. Yeah, for Whoopi, she breaks her leg in this, right? Their character, I mean, kind of scary. You think this is what she was like when she was married? I was dating Ted Danzig. <laughs> Didn't it? Wasn't there the blackface thing, and she was all into it? Well, she she said that it was her idea. Like she took the blame for it. She fell on her sword. There's a really good. Yeah, there's a great movie called Get Bruce about Bruce Valanche as a comedy writer, and Whoopi's in it a lot. And they that happens, and she takes the credit. You know, she says it was my mistake, and she takes the blame for it. But 
she comes off very professional. Like she will give other people credit or she will take the blame for something that doesn't work. I mean, I'm sure she's a weird individual, but I, I, th- I love her. I think she's great. Yeah. I love all her movies. I love when uh, the view goes viral and you hashtag the view on Twitter. You're like, all right, what if you put someone in their place? And then could watch that viral video. I like, I like, Whoopi, I've always liked Whoopi. I I've liked Whoopi since what was it, the Young Comedians thing or HBO specials or whatever. Right, yeah. especially the, the ones like you said that you and Carl saw. Mm-hmm. The one you and Carl saw with all the different characters on Broadway. That HBO yeah. special was like phenomenal. That's the one she won like the uh, the Tony for or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The- I won a Tony once. I was bidding on him in a day, you know, in a dance. Right. And an yeah, Oscar, I too. Tony Rand- I, I won a Tony Randall. <laughs> yeah, he returned it, though. Down he goes. Carson, Carson, down we go. Carson, Carson, there we go. You really got to know our show uh, to get that joke. Yeah, you have to sit through a movie called Angel, Angel. Angel, Angel, there we back go. Into the archive. Yeah, if I updated it, you'd be more accessible. Oh, uh, these are 90-minute tapes. I could record two and a half albums on each of them. There's Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, He got beat up because of the police academy. Pulled a prank on him. So now she tells um, Bobcat Goldthwait to watch uh, Carson, and if he moves, if he starts waking up, hit him on the head. And so Bobcat just starts hitting him on the head, and Whoopi's like, "No, wait till he wakes up." <laughs> what? Well, I, I, there I you moved go. a little. Oh, how can they use Oscar the Grouch as a roof on that? <laughs> and she fucks over George W. Bailey in this, right? Like the last scene, or they become friends, partners. No, they don't fuck each over each other over. They end up in about fifty steps from here. She ends up packing him and saying, "Well, yeah, huh. now you're going to end up." And she ends up like raping him in the middle of Stern Grove. Yeah, it's not even the same. Because if you listen to what she says. is so loud you could hear it as the camera pans up and that's it here we got the classic uh post credit the uh picture credits love it the bailey he's talking to his agent get me out of this movie there's leslie ann warren yeah susan sarandon light (laughs) jim handy 
Name is the suits I'm surrounded. There's a go. Elizabeth Ruscio. They don't really do this anymore. At the end of the credits, they show scenes and show the names so you can remember who each person is. And the rest. I know. That helps. And Alicia, the Larry rest. Mitchner. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Give a credit to <laughs> Right. The first mate, the skipper, the movie star, and... And, and, and those other fucks. <laughs> Here and the other two people. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Burglar from 1987. Uh, we were very excited to have special guests on our show, uh, Paul Brumba and Mr. Christine. Uh, guys, what did you think of the movie? Uh, we love it every time. It gets better. You know, this is one of these films that every time we seem to see it, uh, we see and hear something new. A little something new, a little bit something different, and we catch more uh, background stuff. It's almost like a, what do they call them, hidden Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's rewatchable. Carl, you watched this movie six times. What do you yeah. think of this film? Well, I really, really, really didn't want to like this film very much. Really didn't want to like it. But I got to admit, it makes me laugh, and it was good. Oh, I'm very excited you said that. Well, I guess we'll never find out who the musicians were because the credits got truncated. But this gives us the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to our podcast and watching a movie at the same time. We're going to do it next episode. Carl, next week's movie, well, we we took a detour the other day and we watched uh, a good movie, a Walter Matthau movie from 1980. And I think we're going to mix it up this time and we're going to watch a different Walter Matthau movie from 1980. This film is based on a Shirley Temple film, and so there's a little red rack in it, and an adorable rascally Walter Matthau. Of course, Carl, I'm talking about the 1980 movie Little Ms. Marker. Little and Ms. I'm going Marker. to play the trailer. Is yeah. there a trailer? You know, yeah, YouTube Movies channel has a trailer for Little Miss Marker. Little Miss Marker. film that someone posted for free. Yeah. So we're going to play, and uh, hopefully uh, we can get uh, the Brumbaugh's in in the mix next week. Uh, so if you guys want to listen along, I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer in three, two, one. Let's go. Your old man is out looking for some uh, dough. It takes time. You need patience. Every time you go to the way, he sends me a postcard. Well, maybe someplace we don't have any supposed to Oh, I realize this is not a real trailer, actually. This is a scene from the movie. Oh, that's... So we'll save it for the movie. Well, here, uh, allow me. Carl, can I do the trailer? Yeah, sure. In a, in a world where little girls are poker aunties, I bet my daughter there's always winners and losers. What? I lost my daughter? What? I won your daughter? Little Miss Marker. Available at Blockbuster. Uh, you know oh, it's you 1980 like to... because uh, it's it's Miss instead of Ms. Oh, right. Well, this is one of those weird 80s films where it's contemporary and everyone's dressed like 1940s, so I'm looking forward to it. Like, everyone wears a suit and tie in 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I was totally wrong because I was looking at Little Miss, a Little Pig Porter. Totally different. <laughs> totally, totally different. different. Yeah. Get off that red tube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be watching Little Miss Marker, another movie from 1980 starring Walter Matthau. Uh, and so please subscribe to us. Keep uh, supporting Mutiny Radio. 
Uh, check out SF Gates for an article about Mutiny Radio. They're doing live comedy shows in the street, socially distancing, of course. Uh, and that also airs on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on Mutiny Radio. FM. Subscribe to the Edge of the Sandy. Any exciting stuff coming up, Paul? Anything you want to promote as well? No, I've got a great uh, show coming up uh, right before this one. But, yeah, we would love to have you listen to us on iTunes uh, or any of those Android apps. But definitely get us organically at mutinyradio.fm. Right. So it's the show before hours. You can listen back to back. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much, audience. As always, thank you. We look forward to watching Will Miss Marker with you next time. Later. Good evening and welcome. It is 6 p.m. here in the Michigan District in San Francisco. I am your host, Perkins Warbeck, back from the insurrection, which was not successful. I am back to host my lovely Gates of Delirium as back as the original host. I've been away for a few weeks, but I'm happy to be back with you to bring you two hours of scintillating and scorching and sometimes pastoral progressive rock and roll. We are listening here at mutinyradio.fm and I am with my cohort and 
technical wizard, Pamelita Benyamin. Pamelita Benyamin, who is the guiding soul, the guiding spirit between behind our efforts here at MutinyRadio.fm to bring the truth to the people, whatever the truth may be. The people are in dire need of truth. And so I'm doing my little part here as Perkins Warbeck at Gates of Delirium, bringing them the truth of aesthetic excellence in the field of rock and roll. Tonight we have an amazing variety of things to bring you. I'm going to start with a fan favorite from way back in 1971. This is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Yeah. 
That was Steve Hackett. Of Genesis fame. We're waiting for the next one to pop in. Let's go. Let's go here. Before that, we heard two from Steve from Popol Vuh, my favorite Belgian band. Formed in 1971, put out a few albums. A couple of long German titles, I won't uh, bore you with the details. You're listening to The Gates of Delirium. I'm your host, Perkins Warbeck. And I'll be bringing you the truth of the truth here this evening at MutinyRadio.fm. Tell your friends you're about to hear the unvarnished truth. It's about to be uncovered, blown apart. One prog song at a time. You're listening to Hydria Space Folk. This is Sindran Rastafan here at Mutiny Radio.
Listening to Wobbler, Norwegian, Prague Rock, 
That was Konjiyaki, a Japanese band from Japan with a title I cannot pronounce. But that was some uh, that was some pretty angular and jagged sounds. Well, on the challenging side, but uh, nothing normal, nothing complacent here at the gates of delirium. Crazier the better. We're gonna tee up two from Jethro Tull right now. Ring out Solstice Bells is playing. Was the number one song in Great Britain in 1977. And we're going to follow that up with another classic from Jethro Tull, Velvet Green. Both of them from the Songs from the Wood album, 1977. Here on the Gates of Delirium. Oh 
shaking the hand, sitting walking on the green, walking on the green.
tell me. Contrary, Mr. Pym, you think what we want you to think, and only what we want you to think. Spasmodic ecstasy. Get up. Get off the ground.
We just listened to Yezda Urfa with a track entitled Three, Almost Four, Six, Yay. Yezda Urfa is a band from the 70s that was described as a cross between Yes and Gentle Giant. They put out two albums in the mid 70s and then disappeared into the ether. Still, a record of them remains. And we enjoy them to this day. My name is Perkins Warbeck. I am the host of The Gates of Delirium. This is the 14th show of a series that delves deeply into progressive rock and associated genres. I'm coming to you from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio here in the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco, California. USA, the West is the best. We're listening to Gentle Diet right now, Aspirations, from their 1975 album, The Power and the Glory.
We're continuing with the magical theme here with progressive rock from the 1970s, where the magical and the pastoral is woven into the, the warp and weave of the sound of the music in such creative ways. This is Griffin, one such band, formed in 1971 at the Royal College of Music. This is Second Spasm from their album Red Queen to Griffin 3. Griffin 3 to Red Queen. Griffin. Be that as it may, you are listening to The Gates of Delirium. I am Perkins Warbeck.
This is something we should call Excerpts from Octopus. Starts off with a song called The Boys in the Band. <laughs> We're going to continue along with Gentle Giant here, live. Excerpts from Octopus. The Octopus album, 1976.
can see, can see, see, can see, whatever, whatever. You may know what I don't know, but I don't know. No one can take your hear you, so you will. Oh, <laughs> 
Gentle Giants with excerpts from Octopus, a live album. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium with your host Perkins Warbeck. Gates of Delirium, music for contrarians. 
It's a wet Wednesday here in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. It's about 52 degrees. I am here to report that my uprising against British throne, to which I am rightly owed, was unsuccessful this time, but we will not give up. We'll continue mustering support and sentiment, legal and moral arguments in favor of our position. But the House of Windsor, this Germanic people, now unjustly occupied the throne of England. Great wrong was perpetrated in the late 15th century, resulting in my disenfranchisement. I am not the usurper. Henry VII was the usurper. I am the rightful Plantagenet, and the throne belongs to me. It's a cause I will die for, and I will never stop believing in. If you believe in this cause as well, if you believe that a return to the Plantagenet dynasty is the destiny of England, and send $10 to Alfred's World of Trousers and help Alfred spread his message of trousers and love around the world to all those in need and all those who are in need but don't realize it. To everybody within the scope of Alfred's radiant aura of love. Don't give up hope. The mission continues. The Blantagenet dynasty will be restored. Equilibrium will reign in the land. And Alfred will continue to bring the best trousers to the people. My name is Perkins Warbeck. You're listening to The Gates of Delirium. Here at MutinyRadio.fm. Listening to the latest iteration of the band Gong. This is from 2021. A live show, My Sawtooth Wake, is the title of it. The latest from Gong. <laughs> 